welcome back. Your dreams were your The bags are gone from under his eyes. His skin is glowy. <laughs> he looks fresh-faced. Hammer's joining us. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Welcome back. It's good to be back. I've missed you crazy SOBs. <laughs> I've been a little bit. Yes. I can't believe you left your wife at home while you went to Tennessee with the rest of your family. It was a dude's trip. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but uh, Mrs. Hammer's not a dude. So we loaded up the family truckster. We were pumping out one point. 21 gigawatts of testosterone <laughs> hitting the highway. We were farting. We were burping. We were swearing. We didn't apologize for anything. I felt so bad for her. I almost uh, just what? called her and said, hey, my my wife and I would like to take you to dinner or something because she was home all by herself. She probably had a wonderful time. <laughs> I thought Rob was going to say, I almost went over there like Mr. T in Rocky 3. Yeah. Hey, woman. Hey, I bet you stay up all night thinking you had a real man. Shut up, old man. I ain't going nowhere. You pointed out that's the best part of all that is when old feeble Mickey is trying to get into it with him and T just looks at him and says, shut up, old man. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like, I wonder if he's reading the script. Like, Mr. T is reading the script of Rocky Three. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. <laughs> I so think I good. Can, I can deliver those lines. So, just like when Rob goes on vacation, big news stories always seem to happen. And it happened again while he was gone the last couple weeks. And I told him, just stop. Stop going on yeah. vacation because things always happen when you're gone. And Hammer, the same thing happened with you. So remember that one scene, and I think it's in the first Police Academy movie, yeah. where the character Tackleberry, who's a little bit fascinated with guns, <laughs> there was a, a shootout or something, and he missed it. And he was sad that he missed out on the gunplay. Yeah. There was an Atterbury update, mm-hmm. and I was on vacation. Yeah. And old two L's, yeah. Bob Siegel. Yeah, old two L's. That loser over at Channel 13. Uh, <laughs> we were waiting for an apology. Uh, of course, we knew we were never going to get it. So just a quick reset. You you, and Nigel had reported, and this was in the summer, I think, or late, or early fall. To about two years ago now, wasn't it? Has it been that long? It wasn't this past year. I think it was a year ago, so, actually. Well, you guys had reported, hey, there's, no, it had to be this past year because that's when the refugees came. Either way. Right. Doesn't matter. Anyway, you guys reported, hey, there's some real shenanigans going on at Atterbury in regards to the Afghan refugees who are being placed there and the damage they are doing to Camp Atterbury. Right. And we never said it was just negative stuff because I had multiple sources, boots on the ground, mm-hmm. send me messages and say, hey, the media is telling you it's just kids playing soccer and everybody's you know singing Kumbaya. That's not exactly what's happening here. Yes, there are kids playing playing soccer. There are some folks that are grateful to be here, but there's also a lot of poop. There's a lot of fighting. Shall we say cultural differences between men and women? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of things like that. And we said that. And Channel 13's Verify program, which is some cookie cutter program they do nationally at every NBC uh, affiliate in each city, they made it sound like we were just these horrible monsters saying only negative things were happening. Well, And I love the fact that old 2Ls, Bob Siegel, uh, used the government as his official source. Like right. the, the government has a vested interest mm-hmm. in saying the story isn't real. So see, it can't be real. The government said it's not real. We verified the story was true. Uh, we spoke to Camp Atterbury <laughs> and the government. Mr. Black. And they said, no, sir, you're incorrect. But then the omnibus bill came out and a bunch of money's going down to Atterbury. Right. And the breakdown is it's for repairs yes. to Atterbury for the time for when the Afghan refugees were there. So 
again, if everything was fine, if everything was just hunky-dory down there and it's just kids playing soccer like we were told, then why is 15 to $16 million being needed to fix a lot of things there? Now, some folks were saying, well, they just did that so Atterbury could get the money. But again, I know some contractors who are working down there. Mm -hmm. It's the walls, it's the roofs, it's the place where the refugees predominantly were at. And so the real story here is the fact that when proven incorrect, it could be, look, people get things wrong, you know, it happens to everyone. Mm -hmm. But instead of just owning it and Bob Siegel from WTHR going, hey, you know what? It looks like I got this story wrong. I'm sorry. I'll try to do better next time. He was quadrupling down on it for days. Mm -hmm. What makes me happy, and this brings joy to my cold, dark heart, is that most people now, when they see that guy, they're going to think of two things. That's the guy that dove in the dumpster, and that's the guy that butchered the Camp Atterbury story. Like, his reputation in the city is trash, and that brings a smile to my face, Casey. (laughs) Make you feel good. Your your work there's done. And and I think it's the most alarming thing is he, and we said this at the time, he went out of his way to try to disprove you guys. It wasn't like he said, let me try to find out what the reality here is. Mm-hmm. It was very clear he went with an agenda to say, I'm going to try to make Hammer and Nigel look bad, to the point he didn't even call you. Right. Their story is, well, we called their bosses and nobody returned the message. <laughs> call me. Mm-hmm. I am the easiest guy to find. I'm on TV seven days a week in the city. I am on radio five days a week. I DJ events. I coach baseball. I'm an easy dude to find. I would have been more than happy to come on. Uh, Uh, But, you know, it is what it is. And I feel like, you know, we've kind of taken a victory lap here. We've rubbed his blank in the dirt enough. Uh, But, again, knowing that his reputation is trash in this city after what he tried to do to us brings a smile to my face. And I'm happy to be back and talking about it. And I've also learned, Casey, one guy I will not mess with on social media is Tony Kennett. I know. Tony Kennett That's brought like the get heat. The, get the popcorn because there's a show. <laughs> yeah, and he's going to be, I believe, on with us later on today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll have to ask him some questions about that because that's a guy that's got his facts and mm-hmm. figures mm-hmm. and screenshots and you know, we receipts. All, we all associate Tony Kennett with education and how he's so knowledgeable on that. But boy, he likes to call out bad journalism as well. Well, Pretty much every room that guy walks into, he's the smartest oh, guy yeah. in the room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's probably not a good idea to poke the bear when it comes to that kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, he's, he's just lucky he doesn't have my charm and charisma and good looks because he would totally take my job otherwise. You've got a blazer on today. Well, I'm getting my photo taken with Casey, and so I wanted to. Is it a tasteful nude layout, <laughs> Casey? We'll let you know. <laughs> just the blazer and nothing else? It's coming up this afternoon. Uh, good to be back. We're going to talk about the Castleton Mall situation last night, the differences between Indy and other Democratic cities. All right, thanks, Hammer. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC.